0: It is August 31st, 2018, Friday. My name is Jesse Edmund, and I'm confused about something.
1: Oh, Jesse Collins, Spidey Pit. Just listen to your latest episode, man. Uh, I enjoyed it, and definitely, definitely, I'm a man of change. If you don't, if if something stays the same all the time, never changes, how the hell is it going to get better, man? I, I I don't understand the entrenched view. I'm old school, basically, purely because I've been in this so long. Um, I can't I can't call myself anything else. But uh yeah, I definitely I'm not a man for stagnation. Uh, that's no good. I, I want all, all the all the things, all the games and let's get the best bits and bobs out of anything. It ain't gotta be games either. Any any ideas, any new stuff, let's knock it around, see see if it fits and see if it works. Anyways, good episode man, catch you later. That was Colin from
0: Spike Pit.
1: Um, you have
0: to check out his podcast. It's fantastic. Um, it's, it's so good. Anchor cast maybe, but it's, he, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got this anchor thing down. Um, and, uh, and he's, he's, listen, everybody loves Spike Pit and Colin's an awesome dude. Um, but he also encouraged me to, uh, to do this episode, the, the, the inspired, I should say, to do this episode because um, I've said political things, political, let's, let's, let's drop a question mark on there, um, but today I did want to talk about games, uh, specifically a game that I've been struggling with for over a year to figure out what I want to do with it, and I think I haven't so i wanna I wanna drop a little science on you, or in this case, drop a little science fiction Ooh. so last year, uh during uh, gen con fiftieth anniversary, I was there um, Paizo released. Starfinder, now, I know, I know I'm kind of, I've I've fallen in with the USR crowd a little bit, and I say Paizo, and I get stuff virtually thrown at my head, um, but I don't hate Pathfinder. Uh, I also don't hate 5th edition. I think they're both very different games with very different feels, and they do different things, and they trigger different components of my brain to do different things, which I, you know, Sometimes I want to do one. Sometimes I want to do another. Um, I would also say, and I mean this is no offense, I would also put them in the same category uh, because they are level-based games that use a d20 that are fantasy. So there, it's a, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a lot, there's a lot in that category, but I think that, um, I think that they they are. At, Ultimately, variations on the same thing. But I was excited for Starfinder for a couple of reasons. Um, I wanted to see the revisions that they did to the, uh, the the rule systems for Pathfinder to kind of accommodate for higher technology. Um, and I wanted to see what they did with the Pathfinder universe and how they expanded it. Because um, the, the background... Nobody can deny that the the story background of Golarion, the Pathfinder universe, takes place in, is is just incredible. It's it's so well done. It's so well curated. Um, it it they haven't needed to do the re- retroactive uh, continuity that has plagued certain unnamed Dungeons and Dragons settings. Um, so I wanted to see what they did, and uh, when I got when I got the book, um, not the physical book. Uh, uh, Jesse doesn't do physical books um, unless there's a special reason for it. Um, but when I when I got the PDF, uh, I I remember I was at the con and I was actually looking through on my phone while I was just you know chilling out for a bit, um, and I was. I was impressed with how they did the, the, the rules stuff. I, th- I thought that was really cool. They, they narrowed a bunch of things. They, 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 they chilled out on some functionality. Um, you know, they didn't have, you don't need a billion million feats for every pairing of, of skills you can have. Uh, they have a feat called skills energy and, You pick two skills and describe why they work together and you get a plus two in those two skills. Simple enough. Um, You know, it was not, it's been called just Pathfinder in space, but it's definitely not. It's a very different feel to it. it. It took a lot of what, the first edition of Pathfinder was and, and turned it on its ear a little bit, but it also added, it just, it just had a different feel. Um, the classes had a different feel, you know, it's just, it, it just felt different. Um, and I've been keeping up on the books that have come out to support it. I had the Starfighter's handbook right away. Um, I had, a, a, a Space Jammer, um, which was what originally was going to uh, be called uh, Starfinder. Uh, no, Starjammer. That's what it's, it's called, Starjammer, not Spacejammer. Um, <laughs> Spacejammer, I think, is a science fiction setting where you play basketball with cartoon characters. Um, it's, I dig it. I, it's a lot of fun. I, 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 I played a bunch Uh, there's some really, really cool content available out there for it. I mean, not like good or powerful or anything like that. Just cool. Like just cool, weird stuff. Um, so that brought it to me. Like, I want to run this, you know? And I looked at the base setting And I don't like it. Uh, The planet of Galarian is missing. Nobody remembers what happened past three hundred years ago. Um, You know, it's this weird sort of post-apocalyptic, but but on a on a a a mental level, this post and amnesia. You know, it's it's kind of a weird variation on post-apocalypse. Oh, yay. Cool. Um, so I, uh, I decided to come up with my own setting. And now we get to the point where Jesse has to decide what kind of setting he's going to do. So in thinking of settings, I thought of popular science fiction settings. Um, I, I always say this, I'm notably not necessarily a Star Wars or Star Trek fan. Um, I think they're, that they're cool. I've seen all of them, all, you know, all the movies. Uh, I've seen every episode of uh, at least two Star Trek shows. I guess I'm not as much a fan of that. Um, but I haven't seen all the episodes of their Star Wars shows, too. Because um, we live in the future and we get episodes of whatever we want now. Um, but like if somebody said to me right now, you know, oh, what do you like, Star Wars or Star Trek? I would say Orville. So, um, you know, what, what what is it that I want to say? What's the kind of story that I want to tell? Um, I looked at those, uh, of course, uh, knowing that with players that I'd be playing with, that, that those would probably be the most popular. Um, I also... I looked at some different elements. I kind of want to run a campaign setting that's several different groups of people can kind of affect what's happening uh, uh, in the, in the whole world. Um, I play with a number of different groups of people. Uh, Some are online and some are in real life. Um, And, you know, I've been wanting to get into gauntlet play and a bunch of other stuff. Um, So I thought, you know, this This would be, I, I wanted to come up with a setting that I would enjoy for all those things. Um, and then I came up with a weird idea. First weird idea. This is a while ago. This isn't the new one. Called All Space. Basically, it's goofy. It's silly. Um, it's every science fiction setting has just kind of fallen into one thing. Um, but it's all the content that has been retconned from a science fiction setting. So, um, you know, all the legend stuff from Star Wars, that's, that's in this setting. Um, you know, you, you want uh, uh, Jax, the, the six-foot green rabbit? Right? He would be in this setting, that kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it, variations of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Doctor Who stuff just tons and tons of stuff I could just load it up and uh you know I had a I have a symbol that I that I throw out there sometimes where I took a bottle of McCormick's allspice and put space in there and said all space um it's a dumb joke um and that's really what it came down to I looked at it I'm like is this sustainable no it's it's a dumb joke uh it's cute um, but it can't do the things I want it to do. So then I looked at my own setting. I have a setting called Warlocks and Wormholes. Uh, you can go buy it at DriveThru right now. I believe it's $1.42 or $0.71. Cents. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. I don't look all the time. Um, but check out Warlocks and Wormholes. Um, because I do some cool things. And I actually have a whole setting background for it. Uh, there's not much setting built into the, the game itself. Um, which is... Kind of on purpose. Uh, the big, <clears throat> the big feedback that I've gotten is that um, I just wanted to put out a playable game, uh, and I had a month to do it, so that was the whole thing. Um, and Warlocks and Warhols is set in uh, uh, it, it's set around a, a moon called Gate World um, that allows ships to its nature allows ships to travel faster than light speed because there isn't faster than light speed otherwise, um, through portals to the astral plane. That's how that happens. Um, it's, it's very cosmopolitan, uh, uh, gate world has always been my go-to for weirdness and I've, I've embraced that. Um, I like it. I'll go back to the Warlocks and World of Holes setting at some point. Um, but to be perfectly honest, I didn't want to do that f- for this. I-, I was getting into this idea of multiple people playing in multiple campaigns that are kind of affecting the way things happen and the way, the way things take place. Which meant I would need a single home base. GateWorld wasn't really appropriate for that. Um, I guess it could be. Um but I mean, I there was a lot more work that had to be done before I before that's ready. Uh, I'll get there. Um. So then what? What's a what's a place that everybody knows? So so there's familiarity that you can do a weird science fiction game on. Um, that you know. You could you could have this these events take place on and have. Have have a lot of uh, uh, interesting drama and and action and and all sorts of stuff. Um, And I thought, hey, you know what? Most everybody I know is pretty familiar with the planet Earth. So let's take a journey in time. Uh, Back years and years ago, uh, this was an era where, um, the, th- the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons was new and nobody knew what it, knew what it meant. There were those that hated it. Urgh, I hate third edition. It's not my second edition or first edition. That was a common thing. Um, you know, there were those that embraced it and loved it. And I was among them. I, I enjoyed that there was a lot of, uh, uh They did a lot of stuff that I'd done, is really what it comes down to. Um, But, of course, the the most significant and and, and permanent contribution of the third edition of Dungeons & Dragons uh, was the open gaming license, which allowed a a variety of projects to be created and and continues to do so, um, including a game from Fantasy Flight, brand new publisher at the time, you've probably heard of them by now, Um, called Dragonstar. And Dragonstar was my favorite. Uh, Dragonstar was science fantasy. It was the first time I saw a game that was really, truly science fantasy. Um, I know that that's what they tried to do with Shadowrun. Uh, I believe that they had uh, varying success with Shadowrun. Um, But I never really thought Shadowrun did it great, um, and there's some problematic elements of Shadowrun. But uh, that being said, uh, Dragonstar just really just knocked it out of the park. The reason that there was all this magic and technology that were working hand in hand, you know, the the elements that were that were. Uh, permanent and ubiquitous. Um, you know, there was no flat, faster than light travel. So they had teleporting. That's actually where I got the idea that ended up being Gate World, anyways. Let's use magic to do this thing. Um, we played a lot of Dragonstar. And uh, a very good friend of mine, who I still game with today, in fact, I'm going to his house to play games right now, um, he ran a Dragonstar game. For a pretty large group of people, um, some of whom were a bit toxic, let's say, and uh, this Dragon Star game was set on Earth, and Earth had been found by the Dragon Empire, and they they basically taken Earth into the Dragon Empire and 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 um, made it just part of the empire, and you know we're gonna take the resources. And, Ah uh, we like this planet. We're gonna give the, the you know the white dragons, Pluto, uh or whatever, you know, it, just all this other stuff. RBI again. Sorry everybody. Um you're not boring. I am. Um so yeah, that was the whole idea. It was was this and I thought, man, it was such a cool way of doing it. Um it was such a cool variation on that. You know, and I and just, and I followed it away that it was cool. Um, so in thinking of the setting, I thought of that. I'm like, oh, I had so much fun doing that. Um, and there was, there was some other stuff that I thought was cool about it. Uh, but am I going to just rip off and steal it from my friend? Am I just going to steal and create a setting that, that I'm going to put my name on? Yeah, I'm going to do that, Uh, although I'll put his name on it, too, Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to talk to him about it, actually, today, but that's, that, that, I lost it. So that's basically what this setting is. It's not the Dragon Empire, obviously. use the Dragon Empire. Fantasy Flight still owns it. And they are not selling the rights for, well, for cheap. I mean, they'll sell the rights to you for like a shit ton of money. I asked them, trust me. Um, So I'm going to create my own thing. And uh, basically it is Earth. Um, It is Earth uh, 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 several years from tomorrow. Um, because tomorrow aliens show up and say, Hey, we've got this whole galactic organization that, that brings in planets and helps them advance, and does all this other stuff. And we want you to be a part of it because, you know, you're not really interplanetary, but you're, you're trying so hard. It's, it's cute. Um, so humans get added to this, this huge galactic empire, uh, but then they're shocked to discover some crazy things. Like for example, Um, there are a whole bunch of, um, alien races that look very human, including elves and dwarves and all that stuff. like, what, how did this happen? That's a big mystery. Um, also there's magic. Humans are kind of shocked about magic. I mean, they're shocked about all of this, but they're shocked about magic. Um, so there are elements that I'll probably incorporate as I develop this idea, um, I have a cool name for it, I'm not gonna say it yet, I'm not gonna say it yet, um, but it's a cool name, and it's, like, the most obvious name in the world, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is my plan, I'm I'm gonna make this game, and, uh, hopefully run it here and there, um, I hope to maybe have it ready to run in some places in the next, like, six months or so, um, and will it, it'll it'll be cool? You're not just playing humans if you're if you're playing. Uh, you're playing. There's all sorts of aliens that have shown up to the solar system. Um. Oh, but the big thing is, I wanted there to be a big decision. And the decision is, does humanity join this galactic organization, or reject the offer of the organization, and um, and potentially fall prey to Every, you know, space pirate, evil empire, monstrous group of entities that that might not be part of this organization. Um, so it's a it's a it's a it's a not an Occam's razor, um, but it's it's a it's a bad choice. Occam's razor is a bad choice, isn't that? Shit, I forgot what Occam's razor is. Damn it. Well, it's a bad choice. I was going to say sort of Damocles. It is kind of a sort of Damocles. The decision itself is a sort of Damocles because they have to make the decision soon. So, um, yeah, that's the thing. The Different groups will uh, it will inject their two cents into, you know, ah, oh, you're going to make this, this, you know, oh, what, what choice are you going to make? Oh, no, it could be really bad, or ah, oh, it could be really good, or, you know. Um, there could be advantages either way. So, uh, a Starfinder setting where humanity on Earth has to decide whether to be part of a galactic organization or should they just take their chances on being an independent Organization, nation, that kind of thing. So, and that's it. And that's it. That's the basic idea. Um, so, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to, to whatever random stuff I ever that, that ever comes out of here. Uh, the best name for any of these podcasts is probably random screed, um, but I think I did okay uh, because confusion is my superpower, after all. Um, you can find me in places as Doc Palindrome. I'm Doc Palindrome everywhere. Um, just just look for Doc Palindrome and it's it's me. Or it's somebody else pretending to be me who got there first, but it's probably me. Um you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Doc Palindrome. And I got reward levels and stuff. I still haven't updated them. That'd be cool if I did that, right? Cool. Cool guy. If I if I updated my levels. Cool guy. Cool guy. Jess. Um. So yeah. So, you know, go check those. Check that out. Um. I. Who knows? I may be putting stuff up for uh, around this this setting. Seeing, seeing, uh, I'm throwing some stuff out there. See what happens. See what happens. That was awful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, check out my, my other podcast, The Lounge, uh, from Mr. Mark. I have, uh, Whitney, uh, Delaglio. Delaglio. Yes, I said it. I'm so worried. It's, uh, um, um, but I have Whitney Delaglio on this week, and she's amazing. So uh, go check out that podcast. Um, and um, and thank you again for listening. Um, to confusion is my superpower. Best listened to at 1.5 speed.